Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. This is one of the deadliest of the seven deadly sins, and it is one of the chief sins of our age. And the scary thing about this sin is that it's invisible, and it's hidden. It lurks in the shadows, and it will kill you and drag you to hell with your consent. This one is very scary. Imagine having cancer in your body and you don't detect it right away. It's invisible. You can't see it. And many people don't find out about it right away until it's too late. And even if you do find out about it not too late, sometimes there's no guarantee that it won't kill you. And sin is the same way. Sin is like a cancer in our bodies that we need to recognize and we need to deal with. But sloth is an especially dangerous spiritual cancer, which leads us away from God to spiritual damnation, and we say yes the whole way. We consent to going the whole way. That's why this one's scary, and we have to know what it is, how to look out for it, and most importantly, how to overcome it. Hello everyone, my name is Brian Mercier, President of Catholic Truth. We want to help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion, and even be able to defend it. And if you haven't yet, please know that our website has changed from thecatholictruth.org to just catholictruth.org. Make sure to please check it out and share it with others. So what is sloth, and how can we recognize it and overcome it in our lives? Sloth is like the equivalent of laziness in our everyday life. It's like a weight that weighs us down. It makes us feel heavy and sluggish and prevents us from doing what we should be doing just because we just feel worn out and tired. We just don't want to do it and it keeps us from doing what's right. And obviously, if we are followers of Christ, we always need to do what's right. Perhaps that's just not spending quality time with your wife or husband or your kids or just really not even paying much attention to them because you're just doing too much of nothing. (laughs) Or perhaps it's just laying around on the couch watching binge-watching, perhaps, hours of Netflix. And not just once, oh, I was home for a weekend and I binged to Netflix. No, but a continual thing. A continual thing that we do is just binging TV, binging shows and series and movies, or playing video games, or scrolling hours and hours of social media every day, and we neglect our duties. We neglect those things that we should be doing, that God calls us to do, even around the family life, things that we should be doing around the house, like chores, building relationships, finding a job, planning for the future, doing things that we actually need to do or should be doing that we just let go because, well, we're too tired. We don't feel like it. We're just going to lay here and watch another show or play another 15 minutes of a game, a phone game, which turns into an hour and just, oh my gosh, now I'm going to bed late and now I'm not waking up early and now I'm going to be behind on my work and my work's going to suffer. But I do the same thing the next night too and the next night too. And this laziness of just Falling into laziness and not doing what we're supposed to be doing is a problem with many people in life. And this could even be 
for bigger important things too, like not finding a job when we need to, or really trying to find a babysitter, or spend quality time with our wife and work on our marriage, go on a, a marriage encounter retreat, do those things that we need to do and we should be doing, but we just don't. Maybe it's going to that party that you said you were going to attend, but now that the time's come, you just don't feel like going to the party. You're tired, you don't wanna go. Or maybe you're supposed to be going to church and you know you should go to church, but you just don't feel like it. You're kind of tired. You've been working a lot and you just don't go to church. We can name a thousand things, but the bottom line is there are many things we should do, but we don't. This is laziness or sloth. Sloth is a spiritual laziness. It's a laziness or a sloth that keeps us and prevents us from doing what's right in the spiritual life, in our relationship with God, in our prayer life, in our work against sin, and so many other things. Imagine putting shackles on your arms and your ankles, and they're heavy, and they weigh you down, and it's really hard to lift your hands because you're chained down, and that's what sloth does. It keeps us heavy. It keeps us down. It keeps us sad. It keeps us tired. It keeps us dejected. And it keeps us despondent. Why? Because things are difficult. Things are just difficult and we just don't feel like doing them. So instead of being motivated to do the things that we're supposed to do, and even that we know we're supposed to do, we don't. And even in the spiritual life, we know we should work on this. We know we should work on that, but we don't. And so the key word for all of this is feel. I know I should have a prayer life, but I don't know. I'm just tired. I just haven't felt like it lately. I know I should be going to church every Sunday, but I'm just tired on Sundays and I just don't feel like it. I know I should really work on this sin or that addiction or this habit or that vice. And I've been saying that I'm going to do this for a long time now, but I just don't. And I don't feel like it. It's, it's hard. It's difficult. Feel, 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 feel. That is the language of sloth. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like that. It's a spiritual tiredness. St. Thomas defined sloth as a sadness arising in the heart from the knowledge that the good is difficult. I'll say that again. Sloth is a sadness arising in the heart coming from the fact that the good is difficult. In other words, we know what is good. We see that something is good. We see a particular good. And we know it's good, but we don't do it. So you can see why it's dragging us down with our consent, because we know it's good. And we just say, no, I'm going to do the opposite instead. I know I should be doing this, but I'm going to choose the opposite instead. One priest, an exorcist, once said that every time we don't choose God, every time we choose sin, we're choosing the devil, especially in terms of mortal sin. We're choosing that. We know what's good, but we don't do it. We may even desire to do the good. I might even want to get better. I might want to be a good person. I might want to go to church more, to confession more, to work on this particular sin that I've been saying that I'm going to work on more. I, I do want to do these things, but I don't. And many times, why? Because it's too difficult. It takes too much work. It's too much effort. Remember Jesus said the, the road to heaven, he said, is difficult. It's difficult to find and it's difficult to climb because it goes uphill, it's narrow, it's not paved, it's not smooth. But he said the road to hell and damnation is wide. It's easy to travel. You don't have to do anything to get there. There's no demands. It's easy. Many people walk that road, he said, because you don't have to do anything in life. You could just be and let 
be. But to get to heaven, that's something more difficult. In this day and age where we are so addicted on everything, we're so distracted by everything, and we're so weighed down by the weight of the world and our passions and the distractions of life, we just don't have the energy. We don't feel like it. We make our lives so busy that when it comes to being busy with the things of God and doing what we need to, we just don't feel like it and we don't want to. And so we make the conscious choice to say no. No to God, no to heaven, no to prayer, no to the things that we know we should do just because we don't feel like it. Feel, feel, feel. Comes all back to that. This is the attitude of a spiritual complacency. And this complacency, this sloth, it should scare us. This should scare us because we are saying yes the whole way down. We're not following God like we should. And many people in our generation, they're not going to church. They're not praying. They don't have a relationship with God. They're not deepening their relationship with God. And even many good Catholics who are directors of religious education, youth ministers, even priests, they do a lot for God, but they don't have a relationship with God. They read a lot of books and theology and apologetics about God, but this is not a replacement for a relationship with God, but they think it is. They think just by studying about God and talking to people and arguing online that this is, I'm living the faith. That's what I'm doing. But no, you're not. You're doing the easy thing. You're doing what you want to do. You're not doing what God wants you to do. And that's to have a deep, loving, intimate relationship with him. That's what God wants for us. And sometimes that's much more difficult to sit in prayer for a half an hour in silence or read the scriptures and meditate on them. It's much easier just to read a book on our couch laying down or argue with people online. No, it's more difficult many times to have that relationship with God or to work on our sin. How long have we been addicted to pornography for or gossip or need to work on our temper or many other things? How many times and for how long now have we been cheating on our taxes or confessing the same sin over and over and over again in confession for like 10 years? When are we going to work on them already? But we don't, or we do it like half-hearted, or we start for a little while and peter out really quickly because we don't have the fortitude, the stamina, and the perseverance to keep going to do what we need to do in the spiritual life. These are all effects of sloth. So again, it's a sadness arising in the heart knowing that the good is difficult. So we see that it's good, but it's difficult. And I just don't want to put the work in. I just don't want to do what I need to do. We just refuse to put into action what we need to do. We know the path to heaven. We see it. We know what needs to be done. And we just say no. That is so scary. That's scary. And the more we're weighed down by social media, binging Netflix, video games, being addicted to our jobs or our career, many other things, all of these other things become idols in our life. These things become false gods in our life. And we must remember that Jesus said, if you want to go to heaven, you want to love God, then you must love God with all of your heart all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength. That passage alone is a little bit scary because how much time do we spend with God and really good quality time? 
Do we love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength? Is our life revolving around God? Are all of our decisions revolving around God? Or is our heart given out to all of these different fun, entertainment, passionate, uh, worldly, secular things that really drag us away from God and then we really just don't have time for Him and we're just giving Him a little prayer at the end of the day when we're falling asleep in bed, if we even do that. If we don't pray and have a good, deep prayer life with God in our life, there's really only one reason for that. God is not a priority in our life. God is not a priority in your life. If he was, you would have a prayer life. It reminds me of this book that I read once and it said, if you don't remember people's names, it's because you don't care. I said, that's not true. I just don't remember people's names well. I, 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 have, I struggle with that. And the book's like, no, it's just you don't care and you don't want to try to commit it to memory. So I tried to commit it to memory and many times I did much better. I still wasn't great, but I did try to do that and I succeeded many more times. Many of the times that we stop serving our, our wife or our husband or even God, it's because we've grown lazy and they've stopped being a priority in our lives and we need to reprioritize those things that are important and deprioritize those things that are not important. One of the biggest idols of our age, the false gods of our age coming from the devil himself is overly busyness, being overly busy, too busy doing this, too busy doing that. We go to work all day. We come home. We go to the gym. We come home from that. We make dinner, watch TV all night. We come that. We start preparing for work the next day or we start doing this or talking to that. Call a friend, talk to them on the phone, text, scroll on social media. Oh, wait, I didn't have any time to pray today. No, we didn't make any time to pray today because we have all these other idols in our life. It's like a woman who has 10 men hanging on her, kissing her, hugging her, and she's, you know, all these... Maybe even for her job, and all these men are forced to do these things. And you know, how is she going to think of her husband when she's being, I don't know, kissed and hugged and leaned on and just caressed by all of these strong, good looking, handsome men? It's going to be really hard to stay faithful to her husband if she stays in this situation. If God was a priority in our life, we would make him a priority. We would put him first and we would do what we need to do that untirelessly. We would really work toward that goal without excuses. Again, how long have we been in these sins for 10, 20 years and we still are doing the same sins? How long have we said that we should have a good prayer life with God and we still don't years later? How long have we said, oh, I need to get to confession, but we still haven't? How many people have been saying, oh, I should start praying the rosary or I should start reading the Bible. I should, I should, I should, I should, I should. That's also the language of sloth. It's full of nice ideas. It's full of warm wishes. It's full of I should, but I don't. Honestly, our studying, our apologetics, our, our good works mean nothing if we don't have faith and we don't have a relationship with Jesus. Good works mean nothing. They produce nothing if we don't have that relationship with him. They say that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Many people warmly want to do these things. They are wishing for them. They desire them, but they don't do them. There's no action. There's very little follow-through. Or if there is follow-through, it peters out really quickly. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Getting to heaven is more than just wishing to do the right thing, desiring it, knowing it. It's doing it. And some people say, I really do want to go to heaven, though. I do. And I really do want a prayer life and a good relationship with God. I do. And I do want to become all that he wants me to become. I do. I do want that. But I never get it. 
I don't try for it many times. I often fail because I only put this much effort into it because that is the sin, the cancer, the gangrene of sloth. It literally eats away at us. It eats away at our strength. It eats away at our desire. It eats away at our our action, our, our response to grace, our ability to do good. Remember, Jesus says there is a war between the flesh and the spirit, and the two war against each other. They have nothing in common. If you feed the flesh all day with all these things we've been talking about, social media work, these things are not bad in themselves. But if that's all we do and we don't feed the spirit and with prayer and uh, Bible reading and praise and worship and all of these other things, then... How are we going to feed our souls? They're going to lose out. They're going to become lazy. Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. It's weak. So we need that spirit. We need that prayer. We need that super turbo booster from God to get us kicked into high gear and set that fire under our butts. It's the difference between France and Costa Rica. I've wanted to go to France my whole life. I've said that literally 20 years and I've done nothing to get there. It's a nice idea in my head. I really do want to go there, but I've literally done nothing to go there. So do I really want to go there or is it just a nice idea in my head? Whereas my wife's family is from Costa Rica. They live there and they're from there. And so we want to go there every year to visit them. So we save money. We plan itineraries. We make plans. We do everything we need to do to make sure we get to Costa Rica every year. It's not just a nice idea. We're putting our idea into action and we're making it a reality. We need to do that in our life. And here's two things you can do to overcome sloth, to overcome this spiritual laziness and cancer that will kill us and to find that freedom, that peace, that joy, and that strength in God. The first thing we need to do is hate the fact, really. Admit that, kind of like in AA, you have to admit you're an alcoholic. We have to admit that we are slaves to our addictions, our, our, our jobs or our social media or whatever. We're slaves to these things. And we don't do what we should be doing. So we must hate the slavery, the fact that we are dependent on these things, that we can't do what we want. And this anger should propel us to throw ourselves at the feet of God, beg for his grace, beg for his spirit, get really right with God. Go to confession and start over. The second thing we need to do is pray for the corresponding virtue, which is fortitude. We need fortitude in our lives if we struggle with laziness or sloth. Fortitude is one of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And if you didn't know, the seven deadly sins which we're talking about here are the devil's weapons to lead us to hell. The seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are the corresponding virtues and they are God's weapons to bring us to heaven and to fight sin, to free us and to give us the strength to do what's right. And specifically, fortitude is also called courage. And it's the gift of the Holy Spirit that gives us the strength to do what's right, even in the hardest situations. It's the strength to do what's right and to overcome spiritual obstacles and other obstacles in our life and help us to do what we should and what we know we should do. It gives us the strength to do what's right even if we're standing alone, even if we're persecuted, even if we come under fire, even if it's extremely difficult. Fortitude gives us this strength, this turbo booster, this fire under our butt in a sense 
to do what's right. I used to play this uh, old, old school video game back in the early 90s, late 80s, and it, it was a race car game, and you had to race other players, and you had to collect these things on the track called nitros. And if you get them, then you could push a button and use one. And when you're going through a, a straightaway, you hit the button, and this huge cloud of smoke comes out the back of your car. Your your car goes up on two wheels, and you, whoom, you boost forward. You get this surge, and you you whiz past all of the other cars because you get this boost. That's what the gift of fortitude does. When the Holy Spirit does his work and he's working in our lives, he gives us this strength, this newfound desire to do what's right, desire to see and to do what's good. See, the gift of counsel, the Holy Spirit, counsel helps us to know and see what is right, the right path we should take. But fortitude gives us the strength to do it. We do what's right because it's right. We follow God because we love him and we're not weighed down with shackles and chains. Many of us do want to love God and we want to get rid of these idols in our life. I have idols in my life right now and I hate them. And you know what? I'm trying to work on them during Lent. I'm trying to get rid of these things that are just not important or have become too important in my life and keep me away from a good prayer life with God. And I'm trying to do a lot less of those things during this Lent um, because we're in Lent right now while I'm recording this video. And... Uh, we're trying to, I'm trying to pray more and spend more quiet time and do the things of God more so that his strength can strengthen me. And we need fortitude with that and also perseverance, that gift and that virtue, which will help you start something, but also continue it to the end. Perseverance. Why start something if you're not going to continue it? Perseverance will help you continue to the end. And the last thing that I can give you, this is a freebie, is that I want you to do one to two things every single day. One to two things every day that you don't want to do. Maybe it's washing the dishes. There's a whole big pile of dishes and you're about to go to bed and you're like, oh, I didn't do the dishes today. And all you want to do is go to bed. Don't even think about it. Go do those dishes. <laughs> Maybe you have a kid who wet his diaper or did this huge uh, poopy in his diaper and you don't want to change it and you're about to ask your husband or your wife to do it. No, you go do it. Or maybe you didn't want to mow the lawn. You were supposed to do it today, but you know what? You're just going to do it tomorrow. Don't even think about it. Don't even finish this video. Go do the lawn. <laughs> Go do it because it's the right thing to do. And the more times we choose the right thing to do because it's the right thing to do when we're supposed to do it, we are creating what's called a habit or a virtue as opposed to a vice, which is the chain, the ball and chain. We want to get rid of the vices in our life through being lazy and slothful and we want to do what's right because it's right. So the more things we do, if you do one thing a day that's really hard that you really don't feel like doing and you do it with great love, within a couple of weeks you're going to be doing two things a day. And that's what I would recommend. One to two things a day every single day that you don't feel like doing. And over a couple months, these difficult things that you don't feel like doing suddenly become easier and you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing in life. You're living a virtuous life. You're following God. And this difficult thing might just be like praying. Oh my gosh, I went all day without praying and now I'm exhausted. I can't possibly pray. I'm falling asleep. Well, guess what? Get up, walk around your living room, turn all the lights on and you have that prayer time with God, even 10 minutes and try to make it the best 10 minutes that you can do. Do these hard things things. Do them every single day. Overcome the vice. Overcome the sloth. Attack it. 
beat it with a club. Go to town on it. Go to war on it. Every time we do things that we don't feel like doing and we ask God to give us his grace and we're praying all along and asking him to be with us in this fight, we are going to war and taking a baseball bat to the devil. Yeah, he's there and we're taking a baseball bat to him, beating him down, beating down all of these things that are dragging us to hell and we're saying no more. That is what we want to do. So fortitude, perseverance, and doing things every day that you don't feel like doing them and doing and not missing them. Do them every single day. These are the keys to success, virtue, and holiness. Thank you all so much for watching today. I'm so glad you watched this important, important video. This is so scary and so important. It is the chief sin of our day. People just aren't going to church anymore or anything like that. But the result of doing this is peace. Real peace, deep peace in your soul, freedom, true love, and a relationship with God that'll set you free. So please, please share this with anyone and everyone, especially during this Lent. Put it on your Facebook pages. Put it on your social media pages and say, hey, this is a perfect Lenten talk. Check it out. Please do that. Please also check out our new website, catholictruth.org. Check out our merchandise there. Check out our new CDs. We have a ton of MP3 downloads from our talks, like talks that we have here at Catholic Truth that we're uploading, especially starting yesterday, today, tomorrow, and over the next week, we're going to be uploading them all. So if you want to buy talks, CDs, DVDs, whatever you want, it's all there. Check it out, catholictruth.org. <music>